That's great. That, those few verses from Isaiah are a prophetic uh, picture of the, the ministry and work of the Lord Jesus, written some 600 years before Jesus came to the earth, but a wonderful picture of what he would bring about and what is yet to be uh, experienced because of the work that Jesus did on the cross. Um, I want to continue with uh, a series that I introduced last Sunday, which we're entitling Dressed for Battle, and looking at the verses in Ephesians chapter 6, where Paul uh, highlights six aspects or pieces of armour that we are to wear, spiritually speaking, as Christians, because we are in a spiritual battle as we live for the Lord Jesus Christ on a daily basis. Now, I want to talk this morning about the belt of truth, Ephesians 6 and verse 14, the first piece of uh, kit that uh, the Roman soldier would wear, and uh, Paul highlights it there as the belt of truth. We're all aware that in the last 18 months, we've been in a worldwide battle with regards to COVID-19. Whether this was just a random virus or something that was accidentally released from a research lab in China, we will never know. But we have faced a worldwide pandemic, which actually people had been predicting for some time that a pandemic would eventually hit us. And we know the consequences and the terror that has come as a result of COVID-19. Whatever the source of this pandemic, we have to recognize that its evil roots must surely be in some strategy of the devil. Because Jesus said of Satan in John chapter uh, 10 that he comes to rob, steal and destroy. Many, many lives have been taken. We've been robbed of loved ones and friends. Life has been taken from many, many people around the world in this last 18 months. But also Paul reminds us in Ephesians 6 that we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. And COVID-19 certainly has been an invisible enemy that we have not been able to get hold of in any tangible sense. On Friday of this week, just gone by, I joined the parliamentary prayer breakfast. Uh, I joined it online. It's something that happens every year. And it was led by Andrea Ledson, uh, MP, and uh, she led it from the Great Hall in Westminster, sitting around a table with uh, four other people with China tea pots and croissants. The rest of us all over the country were joining online. It was great to be part of it, to know of many Christian MPs who led in prayer from different parts of the country. And uh, it was a really encouraging experience. But the speaker, was the Reverend Professor Tom Wright, who was the former Bishop of Durham. And the theme of the prayer breakfast was life beyond COVID, a renewed hope. And uh, Tom Wright spoke about the fact that we need to, first of all, lament. And he spoke about how we need to lament over what we've suffered, but lament from a biblical perspective is always about God rescuing us from our plight and from the awful things that have happened. So our lament is not without any sense of hope, but it's a cry for God's healing and wholeness. 
Then he said, we need to forgive those who have failed us. People have felt let down by government and other people during what's gone on. But we need to have a spirit of forgiveness so that we can then rebuild and we rebuild by putting the needs of the poor and the uh, weak at the top of the agenda. Very helpful what he shared. So my question this morning is this, what do we need to, what do we need that will give us confidence to rebuild a better future as we come out of this awful pandemic? What should be our foundations of hope to bring to a hurting world? Well, I believe that this can be found in the first piece of armour that Paul speaks about in Ephesians 6 and verse 14, that we must put on the belt of truth. You see, Satan fights with lies. Jesus says of Satan, he has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies. John 8 verse 44. Now sometimes Satan's lies can seem like truth. However, because we have the truth of God's word, we can expose and defeat the lies that Satan brings. Now let's just understand a little bit about truth for a moment. We, we live, I'm sure you understand, in a time where relativism means that nothing is absolutely true anymore, especially when it comes to morality. Society no longer accepts absolutes because it's commonly believed that everything is relative. So what that means is that you have your truth and I have my truth. That's basically what it's saying. In other words, whatever is okay for you is okay. If it feels right, do it. You live your truth. However, this is one of Satan's biggest lies that enables people to move away from any understanding of right and wrong and acknowledge the fact that all of us have sinned and fallen short of God's standard. It kind of just glosses over all of that and basically says, well, you live your life the way you want to live it. It's fine. As long as you don't hurt anybody else, there's no absolute truth. You just make it up in the best way that suits you. You see, relativism has come about because Christianity has been rejected. If there is no God, then morality is a matter of personal choice. You just do whatever. Now, just put that into some practical everyday examples. Imagine going to a pharmacist with a prescription and the pharmacist says, well, it doesn't matter which pills you take, anything will do. Wouldn't you want a pharmacist who knew the absolute truth about your condition and the right pills to prescribe to help you get better? Or suppose you're boarding an aeroplane because you can go to Ibiza now. So supposing you're boarding an aeroplane to fly to Ibiza or one of the Balearic Islands for a wonderful, desperately needed holiday, and the pilot comes over the intercom and he simply says, it doesn't matter which levers or buttons I press or I pull, they all basically do the same thing. 
you would want a pilot who knew the absolute truth about how to fly an aeroplane. You see, the world is controlled by absolute truth. Two and two will always equal four. That's an absolute truth. Gravity will always bring you back to Earth. That's an absolute truth. The moon will always appear when the sun sets. That's an absolute truth. God's truth is the gold standard to live by because the Bible says it is impossible for God to lie. Satan doesn't want us to know the truth. Because when we know the truth, it sets us free and we can see through all the deception that the enemy brings about. So let's just think for a moment, what can this belt of truth do for us that the Apostle Paul speaks about in Ephesians 6, 14? First of all, it surrounds us. It surrounds us. The belt was the central piece of a Roman soldier's clothing. Like all belts, it went around the body. It was largely hidden under other areas of armour that he would wear or aspects of armour he would wear. I want to say to each one of us this morning, the truth must be central to our lives. If it is not, we will live in deception. We will be fooled. We will be conned. We will be seduced by the devil into all manner of things that will spoil our lives. Truth must be central. And the Apostle Paul tells us it has to be central because we have got to be aware of the strategies of the devil. Or the good old King James Version, the wiles of the devil. Everything has to be measured against God's truth. His word is the benchmark for everything. How we live, how we relate to others, how we work, how we speak, how we use our time and talents. God's truth has to be the benchmark against all of our lives. We measure up against that. Now, the Bible tells us in John 1.17 that grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus himself said in John 14, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Jesus is the perfect expression of truth. He was truth in the way that he lived. He was filled with integrity. He was filled with mercy. He was filled with unconditional love for everybody. I loved it this morning when Paul was sharing his story. He repeatedly spoke about that unconditional love that God has for every one of us. Jesus constantly was filled with it and expressed it as he went about on this earth, ministering life to all who would hear him. We had read to us from Vic just a moment ago in Isaiah chapter 11. Speaking of Jesus, he will wear righteousness as his belt. You see, Jesus lived a totally right or righteous life in everything he did and said because he was the truth. You see, as the truth surrounds us, it will hold us together in every trial and every battle. Whatever you might face in life, if you are surrounded by the truth of God's word, it will sustain you. It will hold you in the midst of the battle. 
Colossians 3 verse 16, the Message Bible puts it like this. Let the word of Christ or the truth of Christ, his message, have full run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense. And sing. Sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail of your lives, your words, your actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. If we let Jesus, who is the truth, surround our lives and punctuate every detail of our lives, we will never go astray. So the first thing this belt of truth must do is must surround us. The second thing is that it supports us. You see, the belt that a Roman soldier wore was called the cingulum, and it held the scabbard into which he would put his sword in place. It would also hold other parts of his garment that just as our belts do today. As he buckled it on, it would give him a hidden source of strength. The King James Bible puts Ephesians 6.14 like this. Having your loins girt about with truth. Isn't that a lovely phrase? Having your loins girt about with truth. I wonder how girt your loins are this morning. How girt are they feeling? Are they supported as you are sitting in your comfy chair? You see, as the soldier buckled on his belt, it gave him this hidden source of strength. Now, the loins are the strongest muscles and the most powerful part of the body. You will note, if you watch weightlifting at all, the world's strongest man, they put a belt on before they lift unbelievable weights. These guys are crazy when you see what they lift in their competitions. But you will notice they put a belt on in order to girt their loins, to support everything, to, to hold it all tightly together so they can get the maximum strength out of their body. You see, as we walk in truth, our, main, our, our integrity is maintained. And we can stand strong and upright no matter what battles we may face. Proverbs 3, verse 3 and 4 says, Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and a good reputation in the sight of God and man. Note the first part of those words in Proverbs. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. As we have truth surrounding us, as we have truth supporting us, we will be able to walk in righteousness in a world that is full of sinfulness. Now, we've all heard the phrase to tighten your belt. It literally means to be careful with your spending and to live more wisely. God's belt of truth will help us to live with wisdom and watchfulness. We need to keep it tightly in place. Jesus promised, he said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you, the spirit of 
truth. Yeah. Terry was reminding us just a moment ago that the Holy Spirit is with us. When you go to Tesco's, when you go to Sainsbury's or wherever you do your shopping, when you're at work, do you ever remember that the Holy Spirit is standing right next to you? But he's not only next to you, because that verse goes on to say, the spirit of truth, you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. What an amazing promise we have. That's why Jesus was able to say to his disciples, I will never, ever leave you or abandon you. I will send my spirit, the spirit of truth to be with you. And also he will be in you. You are never alone. You are constantly surrounded. You are constantly supported by the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth. And he is there with you on all occasions, whatever you face. What fantastic support we have with the Holy Spirit, living within us, guiding us, directing us into the true way to live so that our lives will glorify God and be a blessing to others. So this belt of truth, it surrounds us. It supports us. But finally, just one last thing before we go into groups, it sanctifies us. Jesus said in John 8, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You see, lies get us into all sorts of trouble. Can you ever remember as a child telling a lie and then you get questioned and you have to tell another lie and then you have to tell another lie and another lie? When you, the first moment you lie, you've got to tell more lies to keep covering up the lie that you told previously. The wonderful thing about the truth is that it sets us free. It never brings us into bondage. Lies tie us up in all manner of knots. The truth always liberates and sets us free. And those who live according to the truth of God's word will have an inner purity that will be seen in their outward activity. Let me say that again. Those who live according to the truth of God's word will have an inner purity that is seen in their outward activity. Just before Jesus went to the cross, you remember he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed in agony. And John gives us details of what he prayed. In John chapter 17, Jesus is, is praying for himself as he's about to go to the cross. He prays for his disciples. He prays for you and for me there in the garden. And as he prays for his disciples in John 17, verse 17, he says, Father, sanctify them with the truth. Your word is truth. You see, God's word has a purifying sanctifying effect upon our lives. We live in a dirty world. We live in a world that is constantly trying to spoil our lives, to contaminate our lives, to suck us into sinfulness and to bring ruin to our lives. As we are filled with God's truth, it will purify us from within so that we can live godly lives without. Those who live out God's truth are those who have inwardly been sanctified. And sanctification is not just a one-off experience, it's a continual daily experience as we allow God's truth to dwell in us in all its fullness. David in Psalm 25, as I end, said this, lead me by your truth and teach me. 
For you are the God who saves me. All day long, I put my hope in you. You see, this belt of truth is something we need to wear on a daily basis. As we daily put our hope in the Lord, as we daily seek to outlive the word of the Lord, so this belt of truth will sanctify us, it will support us, it will surround us, and it will enable us to live godly lives so that others are blessed. When Janice was, uh, I think, in her early teens, she used to go to somewhere called Cape and Ray Hall for, for holidays in the summer because her aunt was the chief uh, cook in that uh, summer vacation place. And one of the speakers used to be somebody called Major Ian Thomas. Sounds a bit frightening, doesn't it? But he was a wonderful godly Christian. And he said this, Jesus Christ himself is the final exegesis or the final explanation of all truth. He is all that we need to know about God. And he is all that we need to know about man. When Jesus is central in our lives, then the truth will be apparent in every aspect of our lives. So the belt of truth, 